When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. No, afternoon. Sorry. It's morning for you, though, it's right? Morning. It's morning somewhere. At Good morning, everybody. Wherever you hey, might be. Everybody. It's Rotto, and it's Tom Vassell. I stole That's... the thunder because he's stumbling over the concept of time. The concept of time is a... You know, the concept of time, it's something I struggle with sometimes because last night I try to go to bed at a reasonable time. So I was 11.30, I was getting ready for bed, and then I realized that the um, Brandon Sanderson's newest novel was coming out at midnight. Uh-oh. And I was like, no, <laughs> go to bed. Don't wait for it. And I did. Um, I'm now mature enough that I was able to pull that off. But uh, it was tempting for a moment. But it's, well it, it's 459,000 words. And I don't care how fast of a reader you are. Uh, it just isn't happening. In our in our new age of ebooks, nobody cares about the number of pages anymore. Now everybody just needs to know how many words. Is that the case? Yeah, maybe that's what you know. I I would have told you pages, but they didn't have that number listed. So that's that's how I used to to go by things. You know, oh, this book's four hundred pages. You know, but really, pages is a completely arbitrary construct. It words is, is a better words. Words is a better number there. So. Someone said, you are quiet, no problem. I'll just make myself quieter, which then you can turn up the whole thing. All righty, there you go. I already did that, but maybe it's different today. Oh, I know, I moved my microphone closer is what it is. Ah, oh, there you go, yes. All right, so question one, what are you playing on the table that looks similar to Eldritch Horror? It's um, not, it wow. just has a, a similar, well, no, just the oh, card yeah, layout. Does, doesn't it? Well, I didn't even see that. This is uh, Levitation, which is a very cool dice drafting game. I love dice drafting, and I love engine building, and the thing about it is, on your turn, you're going to take a die from one of these three depots, and the color indicates, well, certain things, depending on what action you're doing. The depot tells you what um, what action you're doing as well, but over the course of the game, you're learning more of these magician tricks, because we're magicians in training, but the, the tricks are all color-coded, so... If I want to activate my engine of, spe- of tricks over here, well, I, if I take a red, I can do three of these four, um, but there are no red cards I want to get, so maybe I should actually build up tickets so I can make more business connections. It's really clever. I love dice drafting, and I love engine building, and this combines those two things in a fresh way. Uh, I don't see this on Kickstarter. Is it coming to Kickstarter? Uh, I, I forget. It's... I think it's launching tomorrow. Yes, tomorrow. That's right. Uh, yeah. Do you know who the so publisher I, I, is? Hmm? Do you know who the publisher is? Oh, I'm glad you asked. The publisher is somewhere on this prototype box, you'd think. Except it's totally not. They put their logo. Oh, come on, pubs. It is. I have a whole bunch of pieces of paper, and nothing tells me who the publisher is. It's a mystery. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We'll find out someday. But anyway, it's launching yep. tomorrow because I'm really interested in that dice drafting plus the magician theme, which is done very infrequently, frankly. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you got Tracurian. And if, if you ever thought, boy, I'd love Tracurian, but this game is too big and heavy. This is a nice little mid-weight thing. Uh, pretty easy to teach the rules. Lots of cool powers on all the different tricks. And uh, yeah, it's very sharp. We uh, really enjoyed it. But we love engine building and we love dice drafting. All right, folks. Well, we're going to jump right into board game mechanisms. We're going through the alphabet. We are at the letter C. So we're going to pause real quick here. We're going to do two today, but the first one's just real quick, even though I dearly love it, and that's constrained bidding. Yes. And basically, in constrained bidding, the bidding is constrained <laughs> somehow by the board or something else. Like Ra, you have a certain number of tiles. High society, you have to add cards from your hand. You don't get change. Or my favorite way, where it's printed right on the board. Like yeah, Stockpile, yeah. Amon Ray. I just, I've always liked that. Yeah, that there's fixed. You can't bid whatever you want. You have to bid these particular increments, which really tightens it up, keeps the thing going. Here's my question to you. Do, um, as a, as a uh, qualifier, as a, a variant for bidding in auctions, do you prefer this or do you prefer more the once around? You can bid whatever you want, but there's, you can only make one bid and then it's over. Which do you prefer? I, I like rebidding. Because the, oh, do you? the pressure on me is too high, I think, uh. when it comes to um, there being – sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm fixing you. You're not on camera for whatever reason. Oh, what? <laughs> I will have it in a second. Well, that's fine. I haven't shaved in over a week, so it's probably just as well. And this is, boy, this is really starting to get kind of itchy now. There we go. And it's, it's gotten long enough to where it's kind of like, you know, kind of almost getting into your mouth kind of a thing. Oh, all right, all right, sorry. I had to back. The reason, okay, so it's, it's too tense for me, I think, to make that initial bid and always wonder if I'm bidding high enough. I like the idea that I can make a lower bid. And then there's a little bit of that auction flair in it. Like, I bid yeah, higher than you. But it's also constrained. We can't go on forever. And we're not sitting there going, one, two, three, four, five. I, I hate those Monopoly bids where people are bidding 76, 77. Which is definitely the worst. And 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 that's, you know, that is the worst of Monopoly. And either one of these systems, the one I, I prefer once around, I like that extra tension, but this is another great way to just make auctions work. No, I'll, I'll do six. Okay, I'll do seven. And then well, I'll do 73. I'll do 74. Jeez. Just come on. Yeah, so anyway. All auction games should do this or the other thing, just to keep it going. But this was not called auction. No. Uh, constrained. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about contracts, which if, yes. if Rado says he doesn't like, then we know he's not telling the truth. Um, <laughs> let's see what the definition here is. It says players fulfill contracts to earn a reward. These can be public, where everyone's being the first to complete them, or private. And in most games that have these... You usually have both. Yeah. Or in a lot of a lot of games, you have both. I just played Tiny Epic Dinosaurs, which has both in it. Um, so, first of all, what is your thoughts on these? Oh, I mean, I think this is 
One, this is just such a simple thing for designers to do to give a game variability uh, because, you know, if, you know, if, if provided there's enough interesting elements in your game, just make a ton of contracts so that every time you play, oh, this time I'm really focusing on this or that. There's so many ways you can play with them. I draw a hand from the beginning. I've got several. They're all public. I've got one. Um, I draw some. I keep some for myself and put some in a public queue. There's so many different ways to do it, but it's always good when when is the game ever made worse by giving players a sense a, a, a clear thing to focus on to chase after i i, I think it just i think one of the best things like... in board gaming and it's well overlooked i don't think people appreciate just how much it can improve a game i think people like finishing a list yeah you know i've always i don't know about you but in the different odd jobs that i've had in my life i've always pre- preferred jobs that have a set number of things to do over mm-hmm. jobs that take a certain amount of time. Like instead of clocking in for eight hours, I'd rather have a job that says clean this and then you're done. Mm. And you check mm-hmm. through that. It's like a shopping list. And I like the idea of looking at different contracts saying that one's worth a lot of points, but it also means I need more things. It gives you this goal and then you play the game. Yes. Yeah. And, I mean, there's nothing wrong with a game that doesn't have this. Um, that's what I generally refer to as a sandbox game where, look, we've given you all these different things you can play with. Go. You figure out what you want to do. And Jen and I always find in a situation like that, we're like, boy, I just wish the game was just giving us a little oomph, giving us something to achieve. Um, you know, setting an objective for myself is fine. Oh, this is the time when I'm going to you know, have more pigs than ever before. Are you know in some farming simulation, but I'm much more. I find it much more compelling when the game says, "Well, you know, if you get 15 pigs, you'll get this." That just is so satisfying, ticking that box, like you say. You know, the same is um, how satisfying it is to go grocery shopping. You have the list, and the list just gets closer and closer to done as you cross everything out. I, I think there's just something hardwired about human psychology that sense of satisfaction of, well, I mean, I know I did something right because the game is telling me. And people want to do things that um, they feel they're good at. So what about a contract a game, design. though? What about What's a contract that? game where some a lot of contracts some turn into race games, and I'm sitting there collecting everything I need for the contract, and then someone else beats you to that punch? Mm-hmm. That's a little like oof. Yeah, um, but that's that's the race. Uh, sure, it can turn any game into a race game as well, uh, and that's a level of quote, interaction that Jen and I don't really mind because, hey, if I beat you to it, that means you didn't. You must have prioritized something else. Right. And chances are whatever you prioritize hopefully will pay out for you because you missed out on this contract. Now, I guess there can be a danger. I said before, how could a game not be uh, improved by these? I guess a game can potentially feel like it plays on rails too much if if, if it's all about that, if, uh, if you know, if if they're so ubiquitous that it kind of takes player agency, well, I don't want to do that. Well, but I have to, and that means I I don't have the freedom to kind of explore this space. I guess maybe they could be done poorly, but I I can't think of any games that do it poorly. My favorite, well, maybe we'll think of one. My favorite thing about these, so when we're looking at the list here, number one is Splendor. I, and Splendor made me think of one of my favorite things about contracts is when you can get a special ability or something which gives you a discount on them. Mm. That always makes me feel good. Like, you pay one less wood to build buildings. And I'm like, oh, 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 oh. you know, this feels good that way because you have this discount. It's like getting a coupon. 
going to yep. the store. Um, and Splendor definitely has that. Uh, Lords of Waterdeep, uh, you're definitely fulfilling contracts. Stone yep. Age, you're building buildings, which is kind of the same as a contract. I well, no, you 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 have those you have those row at the bottom. Um, oh, right sure, where- but you also have buildings, and I was going to argue that. Sometimes in this, in, in the case of Stone Age, those buildings were essentially the same as a card. Yeah, I suppose so. That's true. You're right. Yeah. Viticulture, you have private contracts where you're trying to mm-hmm. do those. Istanbul has them. I'm trying to remember exactly how. I'm sure it does. I have to admit, I haven't played Istanbul for a while. All I same remember here. in the Istanbul is leaving my helpers all over the market and, why did I leave it here? Yes. That- <laughs> Sagrada? How does Sagrada have contracts? Uh, yeah, that's the whole point. You're trying to um, get certain... You're, you're trying to lay the dice out on the grid in certain patterns. Uh, it feels like a stretch. Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> We've never seen that before on Board Game Geek. A stretch. Yeah. I mean, Century Spice Road, the Century's whole series is about contracts, and yeah. it does so in a very fun way. Clans of Caledonia definitely has contracts in it. Um Really, there's not a lot we can say. I mean, most of these games play the same way. But I have to say, when I see this in games, I'm pretty happy. Now, I'll tell you one thing I don't necessarily like about contracts. I don't like when the resources are points. And that's fine. Resources being points is fine. But I don't like when you add up all the points of the resources and you look at the contract and it's like one point more. And you're like, oh, I did all that. I love the default value of the resource. Right. That always bugs me a little bit. I would rather they, they be... You know, like, or they give you some sort of special ability or something. Uh, I think that's a fair point. Although, but the, the I imagine the argument the developers would make is, look, we want these contracts to exist to give you a little bit. But it's what I was talking about before. If, hey, I could literally double the value of all of these resources by completing this contract. Well, I have no choice. I must complete the contract. Whereas, oh, the contracts sure. just give you an extra 10, 12% on the top. Well, that means I could do it. But I'm not beholden. It's not that I must. It's I could still try to pursue other avenues and try to get something better out of those resources than just converting them into a completed objective. When you play a contract game, do you sit there and math out the value of each resource? Oh, gosh, yes. That's literally the very first thing we do every time. I sit there and go, oh, this one's 15 points. Every leftover stone is worth a point. And you know every uh, gold coin is worth two points. Well, oh, so that contract is really gives me an extra twelve percent. Um, yeah, uh, Jen and I do that all the time. Well, sometimes they don't have values to them inherently, sure. so you'll mm-hmm. sit there and think, okay, this one needs three rock and a paper, and it's fifteen points, and this one needs two rock and two paper, and it's ten points. So how much is it's it's algebra? You you <laughs> thought you wouldn't need it, people, but Stealth you do. Algebra. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. I'm always amused by that. But it's usually pretty simple. Usually there's one resource worth one and two and three and four. They add them together. But every once in a while, I'll play a game where I'm like, okay, this was worth one, two, three, four. And so this contract's 15. And this one's 16. And then one will be 18. And I add them together and the numbers are wrong. And I don't know if they are actually 0.5. Or a mistake. Or maybe they're actually like 0.5. And I didn't realize it when you add enough of them you get an extra point. Like maybe the, the wood is 1.3 so that when you need four wood, it's worth an extra point. I don't know. But that always drives me a little buggy. Anyhow. Yeah, you'd be well suited to play with Jen because she spots anytime something like that happens. 
Um, <laughs> and normally, she does, she waits till after the game is over to point out, oh, by the way, this one gave a slightly better return. It gave a 17% return instead of the normal 12% return. And that's why I won. And that's why I always lose, because I can't be bothered. <laughs> All right. Are you ready for the top 10? Yeah, I think so. Or top five. Yeah, right. Top five. Sorry. I say top 10 a lot. <laughs> yeah, you do. I feel like there was one that for the past two or three weeks you said you were going to do, and I don't remember. Do you remember? Well, we'll see if the audience remembers. I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> we're both getting old here. I, yes. I know you said you were going to do something, and then last week you said, oh, yeah, I said I'd do that. Well, we'll do it eventually. All right, folks. <laughs> give, give some top five. Maybe I'll remember what it is. Of course, if I don't put it down, it doesn't happen. So Yeah, yeah you're, you're, the, you're the gatekeeper. So let's see. What do we got here? Alrighty. I think we've already done that one. <laughs> I guess you could always do a top five more if you want to revisit something, I suppose. Well, yeah, that's what they do. On uh, I watched that uh, Top Mojos, and every once in a while they, they have like 10 great moments in the Marvel Universe. Ten more great moments. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> Somebody suggest ten great moments, five great moments in the Marvel Universe. All righty, here. This one I'm not going to put, although it made me laugh because it says top five things to look forward to in 2021. I can tell you number one right now is vaccine. Also, number two is vaccine. Um, three, four, and five. <laughs> Am I am I wrong there? I don't know. I I, feel I, like... uh, I, I think uh, that can't be beat. Yes, I think if you if you put that one up there, we've already found the number one. Uh, you I'm probably looking... should choose that one because oh, I'll go. I, I have a long list of things, but not everybody in the audience would want to hear about them. I'm sure. All right, I'm trying to pick a uh, a few. Uh... That are yep. game you gave related. up on the one week is games, other is not. So you're trying you're trying to mix and match them now. Yeah, why not? What does it matter? That's a weird one. The top five biggest. I'm not gonna do it. The top five biggest misprints in board gaming. <laughs> I don't know uh-huh. if I could even think of like top ones. Although, yeah. If uh, I know that chili was spelled like the food in the original Twilight Struggle. <laughs> okay. I was wondering, why is there chili in the Twilight Struggle? And I realized I've, I misunderstood your sentence. Okay, yeah. Well, they misunderstood it, too, apparently. Yes. Uh, all righty. Let yeah. me see here. I'm trying to figure out. Well, someone said if five vaccines come out, that's the top five. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> That's true. But I will say, I am feeling extremely hopeful after the one they announced yesterday. That was a really oh, nice yeah, vaccine. Oh, yeah, the second big announcement, yep. Hey, I man, mean, it was only could... a matter of time. We knew they were coming. And well, it's... I know, but until you actually hear it, I think yeah. until we hear about people actually getting vaccinated, then it becomes real. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Well, I only got five here, but that's good enough. All let's, right, here we go. Let's Ready? do it. Top five, five, five dice drafting games. 
I feel mm. like that one's pointed towards was, what's yeah, in front kinda, of you. Yeah, we kind of queued that one up. Top five movie sequels. Top five endgame triggers. Top five created worlds in literature. Although I would expand that to pretty much any thing. Okay, yeah, movies. TV, movies, whatever. Comic books, what have you, yeah. And the top five best first seasons on TV shows. Whoa. Those are some very good ones. But yeah, I feel like the last few we've done non-game ones, and I should do a game one. And so you... you... Sorry, everyone. We lost Rado. We'll get him back, though. I feel it. It says reconnecting. There's a poor network connection. He'll come <laughs> we back. We need games every once in a while. Okay, so we completely oh, oh, missed yeah, everything you just said. We, no, you're back. Okay. We just need you to say what you, which one you picked. <laughs> I just gave a big speech. Um, yeah, you did. You I, said, I, I here's the top. I wanted to say something about I'm, games. I'm, Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm, I'm for dice drafting. All right, dice drafting. Because... Yeah, we've done enough non-gaming ones over the last couple of weeks. We did potatoes last time, so I feel like we should maybe talk about some games every once in a while on this show, and dice drafting is my favorite mechanism, period. Hmm. I, I, I like dice drafting, too. My concern is I'm trying to make sure I don't miss any. So let's just throw out a bunch of names first so we can make up a yeah, list. Yeah, yeah, I mean, well, the audience can certainly help with that, too. Yeah, that's true. Okay. And there is, I believe, dice drafting is a mechanism on Board Game Geek. Can we just oh, look oh, it up oh, on our oh. mechanics? Hang on. Well, it might not be, it might not be filled, you know. Uh, uh, and, and, and no, it, and there's not one. All right. But I mean, I'm going to throw out my first one, and my favorite one is Twa. Twa is fantastic because it takes dice drafting, but that extra level of drafting from each other. I mean, I know a lot of people think Twa is really mean-spirited, and well, how can Jen and I enjoy it? But for us, I mean, we roll these dice, we put them in our depots, but these aren't our dice. It's when my turn comes around, I can take the dice in front of me, or I can pay you to take the dice in front of you. It's, it's all very friendly, I think. It's, it's not friendly, but uh, it is definitely something we absolutely adore. I, I'm, writing, I'm writing these all down, and we'll come back to them. So we got Role Player. We got Sagrada. Sure. We got... Santa Maria. We have oh, Santa Maria, yeah. Grand Austria Hotel, which has an expansion on uh, Kickstarter right now. Yep, the Waltz we expansion, yes. Seasons. We have La Grania. We have Dinosaur Island has drafting. <sighs> These are all really good. We this is such an amazing mechanism. The sequel to Twa, which is uh, Black Angel, I think. Sure, yeah. We have... Uh, Pulsar twenty eight forty nine. Mm, yes, we have uh, blueprints. I guess I haven't played that one. Uh, oh wow, yeah, that was from a while ago. Lorenzo Magnifico. I don't consider to be dice drafting. You roll the dice and no, work it's just with the it. dice determine the strength of your workers, right? Yeah, Coinbro yeah, yeah, yeah. is That's dice drafting. Ganshan Clever. Jeez, Louise. Uh, Marco Polo is not. Dice drafting. You know, you roll your dice and do stuff with them. Yeah, exactly. That's dice worker placement. Tekhenu is dice drafting. Um, let me see. Uh, dice forge. That's not technically dice drafting. Uh, 
I think we got the biggest one. Uh, Coimbra. Yeah, I wrote Coimbra down. Oh, you did? Okay, okay. Uh, Trismegistus, yes, that has dice drafting. Yeah, yeah. Trismegistus, sorry. Dice settlers, mm-hmm. you don't really dice draft, that's dice building. Yeah. You're building your dice in front of you. Uh, oh, uh, the Magnificent. Yes, Magnificent. Someone just Our mentioned that. Our problem is getting, ten out, getting five out of this. Maybe, maybe I've made a terrible mistake. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 uh, um, um, Paris. Paris, New Eden. Oh, you're right. I was like, Paris doesn't have dice drafting, but you might Paris, New Eden. <laughs> have you played Paris yet? Uh, yes, we did. The uh, Kiesling Kramer game. Yeah, very good. Uh, once again, they do a lot of stuff in with insanely elegant mechanisms. As they they always really do. do. I really wish more Euro gamers would... Designers would study their work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I'm always boggled how they come up with new, clever, um, amazing. Kingsburg stuff. isn't really dice drafting. You roll your own no, dice. It's, and dice, it's dice placement, placement yeah. which is a little bit different. All right, I think we have enough. Um, oh, so, oh, 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 uh, um, um, Taverns of Teepental. Okay. That's a that's not a draft of them all out on the table, but that's more of a Seven Wonders draft. Remember, we, we you put them on the on the coaster, and then you hand the coasters around. That's right. That's right. Okay, so what's our rule here when we pick a top five? Oh, yeah. We both have uh, to agree to it, right? Yeah. Uh, well, then yeah, I have bad yeah, news yeah. for you. But sorry, I can't. Ex- I said I have bad news for you. Then. Oh my gosh! What? I I cannot. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. Hey, I pronounced that. Of all the words I pronounce incorrectly, that's one I pronounce correctly. Um, yeah, I, the, the, the one you got the worst was Lagranha, which you said, I don't know what you said, but apparently the J is an H sound. What did I say? Uh, you said something. I don't remember what now. Oh, I thought it was Lagran. Maybe I said Lagranha. Lagranha. Get, get Z in here. He'll straighten it out. Well, I, that, that's only if it's Spanish. I don't know if it is Spanish, is it? It might be Italian. Uh, I, I, you could be right. But anyway, I don't know. Um, you are you are nixing twa, not one of not only one of the. How about I compromise with you? Games. I'm not going to nix twa, but I I can accept Black Angel. You'll accept Black Angel in why? That's right. That's really interesting to me. Because it's a more interesting game. I'm I, I I like it better. It's less punishing. That is definitely true. Yes, twa can be very brutal, which is something I generally respond well to. I will happily accept Black Angel. In lieu of Trois. Because I think Black Angel's fantastic, too. So the ones that are listed on here, my favorite of them is probably Pulsar 2849. It's good. I would not not nix that. Because here's the thing. Some um, dice drafting games, I mean, they just get by on the drafting themselves, but there's nothing particularly interesting other than, oh, I'll take a five, you take a three. But games that do something a little bit more that, you know, there's more than just what die do I want, but what impact does it have on the game? And, you know, that, that notion that the, the more you take the higher or lower value dice, the, what is it, the, the median? I forget. But, I mean, I always thought that extra, that trick of the way they're um, aligned was very, very cool. Yeah, especially because you want the bigger numbers, but you sit there and go, ah, but at what cost? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, ah, forget it. I don't care about the cost. Several times. 
Uh, I, right, I what would you... totally be down with Pulsar. I mean, plus, me... I, mean, I love Vladimir Suchmi. His games are always fantastic. So I'm down with that. Have you played the new one yet, Praga? Yes, I have. It's excellent. <sighs> I want to play it. it. I haven't got it, it yet. It is now... Jen had a tough time. She almost, we did a live playthrough of it a few weeks ago, and somebody asked, well, is it your favorite now, Suchi? And she had a hard time picking Praga versus Last Will, because she loves Last Will so much. Uh, Me, I still put Shipyards at the top for Vladimir Suchi. In part, that's just nostalgia. I do like Shipyards, but I think it's Pulsar for me, although Underwater Cities is pretty strong, and I like... I like Last Will, but it's been replaced for me by um, Prodigal's Club. Prodigal Club, yeah. What, they're, they're kind of the same game. They, they really are. Prodigal's Club well, they, is just they, they, basically... They combined into one game, yeah. Well, I'll never do that. But <laughs> you never tried it? <laughs> I went through the rules, set it up, and I was like, yeah, no. Too much. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to go through the list again. Just That's that like what I have with everything turned on kind of a thing. I got role players. Um, yeah, I would totally be down with Pulsar. All right, so we got two. Let me go through the list here, and you just listen and then grab one. Role player, Sagrada, Santa Maria, Grand Austria Hotel, Seasons, La Granja, Dinosaur Uh, Island. Stop, Grand Austria Hotel. Grand Austria Hotel is such an amazing game to begin with, but it's approach to drafting where the the bigger the collection of dice, the more powerful when you take from that. That extra twist is so fantastic and it really elevates it. And then on top of that, it's an amazing game. And the only complaint anybody ever had about um, the uh, Grand Austria Hotel, the snake turn order that can be very painful. You end up waiting 15 minutes before your turn comes around again. They fixed that. They've now done an official alternate way you can play oh, where really? turn order resolves normally. And it's it, it even makes two-player better. Well, I was going to say, I, just, I never found a problem with two-player in that regard. I just refused to play it with more than three for that reason. Yeah, yeah. But I'm on board with this. The, uh, the new expansion, but the uh, rules for it are completely backwards compatible. So even if you don't have the Let's Waltz expansion, you can now play without the, the snake turn order. And, uh, and, and the drafting in that game is so delicious. I got to uh, say, I'm a little iffy on this expansion because I feel oh. like the game's pretty solid as it is. I don't feel like it needed an expansion, so I'm hesitant. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, but I'll, here's what will convince you: uh, unique player powers. Okay, everybody I mean, has their own unique hotel. <laughs> ah, you know where to get me. Oh, all right, all right. That's okay. Let me pick one here. Uh, man, these yeah, there's I mean, so many good ones here. Grand Austria Hotel, right? I mean, that's a no, no, no. I like it. Like I said, with the yeah. caveat of. I don't like it with four as much. I feel like it's too long, but I'll have to try it with the new rules. That might I, fix I it. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised when you try the, the, the key variant. It, 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 yeah. Huh, this is tough. I, it is a tough list. I got two here. Let me go with uh, between these two. I'll say role player. I really like role player. I like role player a lot. The dra- it, the, that game is really not about the drafting, though. It is much more in a multiplayer game. If you play with two, it might be less. Okay, yeah. I've only ever played as a two-player game where the draft is almost an afterthought. But no, I guess no I can, that makes sense. If there were four or five, and it is and I will jump to game. my it's other my one. of all time. Wait, is it? Your, oh, you're just saying because you don't feel like the dice drafting is as important compared no, to other stuff. No, it literally isn't. In a two-player game, there's three. It's 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 it you know the the whole game doesn't revolve around it. I mean the game is much more about once I've got the die, what am I going to do with it? Okay, um, well then do you feel the same way about seasons? 
Yeah, I, I would say. All right, then I mean, I'll jump you, down to really, my. So, I mean, I, I just don't think. No, 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 because I, I, I don't care are... what's on the list. These okay, are all good. Sorry. I, I've nixed it. Sorry. I'll jump down um, to. Uh, sorry, Keith. Coimbra. Coimbra, yes. Oh, my gosh. Just because the Any way you draft the dice is so interesting. Cool little castles. Yes. Well, I don't. I actually. The castle thing's fun. But what I like is when you draft a die, it does two different things, which is fun. You have the color and the number. They both matter. Uh, so you can sit there and try to shoot up one column, and then you're getting all these really cool benefits, or you pick yep. numbers that will help you out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, multi-use dice. Everybody always talks about multi-use cards, but the concept of multi-use dice is phenomenal. And, uh, yeah, it's Cornbro, totally. I'm down with that. So we're at three now, right? No, we're at four. Grand Osprey Hotel, Black Angel, Pulsar 2849, Coimbra. Go ahead and pick a fifth. Okay, I'm I'll do my 10 some other time, folks. Don't worry. Of what it does and how it advanced the idea of dice drafting, I really love Paris New Eden. I was kind of disappointed that they could have done so much more with the theme to bring that really cool world they created alive. But that idea that all the dice are scattered around on spots, and I desperately need that die, but I desperately need to do that action, which means I'd have to take one of those dice, or I take the die I want and do an action I don't need, that extra level of tension is so brilliant, so elegant, so clean and simple, and just constantly puts the screws to you. Several other games have done it since, but I think um, uh, Paris New Eden was the first, it's certainly the first game I noticed it, and I was blown away by that. I'm actually I mean, saddened so that elegant. that game didn't I mean, this game here any buzz. uses the same idea um, to really good effect as well. Um, what's it? Uh, levitation. So I'm inclined to give it to Paris, but I don't know what you think. I like Paris a lot. I feel like it got short shrift. A very, very little buzz. And I, even though the theme's not strong, I love that it's a, it's a, for, for once, it's not a gritty post-apocalyptic. It's a, yes. it's a hopeful post-apocalyptic. I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. if there was an apocalypse, perhaps there's a chance people would try to rebuild as opposed to eat each other and drive monster trucks. Go figure. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I, just I maybe. just find that I can, everyone's like, oh, if there's an apocalypse, man V. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't even try to teach anymore. We won't read books. We'll just... Yep. <laughs> it just cracks me up. They're all... They, they watch Road Warrior and everyone is. tries to do the same thing. You know? Yeah. Um, Never mind the fact that whenever there's an apocalyptic situation in real life, what you always see is people coming together and helping each other. Invariably. Uh, in the aftermath of any of these things. So, yeah. I, I, I would throw it down there because I love the theme. I love the art. I love the presentation. And I thought it really added something new that several games have since used as a foundation, including um, Levitation right in front of me. So are you cool with that? I am. So, folks, that's Black Angel. Oh, Coimbra. Oh, oh, somebody, somebody, somebody just mentioned Takenu. Yeah, I put it on the list. You just didn't hear it. Oh, did you? Oh, that shadow on, thing is really cool, and the dice changing function based on the time of day. Oh, I, I signed the list. It's too late. It's been notarized. We can't go back. Oh. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm sorry. I think that was Taschini. But, yeah, I, I think I would still even, even still, I would probably go with New Eden. That game Grand is Air so Austria Hotel, so Black Angel, okay. Pulsar 2849, Coimbra, and Paris, New Eden. And that means, folks, it's time for questions. Go ahead and ask questions. We got 25 minutes yeah. to answer them. All also, right. I, if you look at comments while we were going through those, people mentioned Fuse, too. Ooh. 
Oh man, that's a good one. Signed. Can't. Oh. <laughs> well, all this proves to me is I need to do a top ten of this topic. I, I agree. This is certainly one I'm going to think about doing in the future because there's a. It's such a. I don't know. It's like it's basically like drafting variable workers to some degree. Yeah. Well, it's on on some level you can almost think of it's the reverse of a worker play a dice worker placement game. Instead of I've got my dice and I'm placing them, I've I've got those dice and I'm pulling them back to trigger effects. Um, and yeah, yeah, there is so much that can be done with this simple idea. The same way so many uh, designers come up with really cool twists on worker placement. So, but you throw dice in. I always prefer a dice game where you roll the dice. And then decide, what am I going to do with these? As opposed to, you decide what you do, and then you roll the dice to see if it works. So, I love dice when used well. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, someone just said, they think New Zealand had the largest board game con in the world for the year. Oh. Uh, they have no restrictions <laughs> there because there's no COVID in New, New right. Zealand. Uh how big was it? I don't, I don't know how big that con was. Because there was some big cons at the very beginning of 2020. Sure, yeah. Uh, what's your go-to board game to relax with? Hmm. You can probably answer that off the top of your head. Not per- I mean, I, to me, I find playing... I would say like 90% of board games I find very relaxing to play. I don't care if I win them. I mean, I try to win, but I'm not upset if I lose. So I find board gaming relaxing. Now, if the rules are really tough to the point where you're sitting there kind of struggling to figure out what to do next, those are not as relaxing. But I would say for the most part, uh, I'll be like, hey, I'm playing this game. Let's try this strategy and see how it works. I don't know. I just find them relaxing most most I would say probably if I want peak uh, relaxation, I'm not sitting at the table. I'm on the couch. So, probably a rolling right, maybe on tour would be a good one because uh, you can actually lay down and play that game. Yeah, I, on tour would be if if we just wanted to kick back and relax and knew we were going to have a good fun time and not have to worry too much or right. How does this rule work or whatever? On tour might be my insta. Marco says, "What else could you draft besides cards and dice?" Any new ideas? Um, uh, workers in a worker placement game, drafting workers. Uh, I think that's done a y'all. little bit, in ob- not quite in obsession, a little. Um, drafting tiles. There's definitely sure. drafting starter player powers. That's been done in yeah, games yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, uh, drafting dice, yeah, drafting I mean, cards. I want to come up with something really game-changing and clever that no one's ever thought of before, but I think I ever thought There's of. drafting opponents and players. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess, yeah, we were... in a team game, drafting... Uh, I am. Hmm. Yeah, it's just whatever component you can think of, you can draft it. Drafting pogs. No, but something really interesting. <sighs> I have to go to the... The uh, list of all me- mechanisms. Drafting auctions. Nope. I got and nothing. People, Sorry, Marco. So we just did our 12 Days of Christmas series. And oh, yeah. someone says, maybe you'll make a list of games people can buy for Christmas. And if not, they want your stocking stuff or family strategy, <laughs> advanced strategy, etc. I think you've got that covered pretty well. 
What would be, okay, let me just ask you one then. What would be your stocking stuff? If, if you, it doesn't have to be a game that just came out, but a game that you are pretty sure is reasonably in print. What would you tell people to give as a stocking stuffer? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you have to give this a lot of thought on your list because, I mean, I don't know who your friends and it's, family are. It's If hard. you wanted to do a stocking stuffer for me, it's a tiny box. He wants uh, a lot of cash. <laughs> um, 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 uh, Castles of Burgundy, the dice game, is a wonderful little roll and write. It's a super tiny box. I would love, if I didn't already have it, I would love to see that in my stocking, but that's because I'm a hardcore Feld fan. Um, what's a universe? Or, or I would just like to see um, The Wasp, the next expansion for Marvel Champions. I'd like to get that a little early. That would be all amazing. Right, all right, I'm going to pause this question. I'll be back. Don't worry. But okay. I saw you respond on a thread. I don't have a dog in this fight. Okay. About the ranking of the strength of the heroes. Oh, yeah, yeah. In, in Marvel uh, Champions, yeah. Marvel Champions, and where the Hulk has universally ranked the lowest. Oh, everybody hates Hulk. <laughs> no one loves Hulk. Which saddens me, and I didn't realize She-Hulk was ranked second lowest because she's my favorite of the characters that I played. Yes, I, I, she is my favorite of all the playable characters. I think what you're saying, I mean, in the case of both of them, She-Hulk especially, to play her well, you have to not be in costume. You have to spend, I mean, she's designed to have you be almost as effective when you're <coughs> a, a lawyer, because that's what her day job is. And she has, I think she has more um, alter ego cards in her deck than anybody else, or she's tied with Miss Marvel. And that's what I think makes Marvel Champion so special, is not just... Oh, look, I can punch a bunch of guys while wearing spandex. It's the fact that they focus on the uh, other. And so I think what everybody's missing a trick <coughs> is everybody thinks it's so miserable to be Hulk because you want to stay Hulk as long as you can, but it, it you know the game is really super tight and restrictive when you do that. And my answer is don't. Banner, um, if you are Banner, you have a five card, but you get to draw an extra card. So you have... You effectively um, have six cards. You are have a lot of control. You can be a very strong planner if you play as Banner. And I think Hulk is at his best when you are... I mean, I've actually spent multiple turns in a row as Banner trying to build up for a super Hulk turn. And anybody who's having a miserable time playing Hulk is because they're like, no, I have 18 hit points. I should stay Hulk forever. And it just means you never get to make any choices and you play a really simple just punch guys over the head. Um, I think Marvel Champions is best when it's putting you in situations where you want to take off the super suit. If that's what you're asking about. Not that anybody here asked, but you can ask. Well, I was going to ask where you put Ant-Man in the ranking. <clears throat> Ant-Man is maybe... Ant-Man has got to be one of my favorite because you actually have three forms to change. And I think, Ant everybody will agree, Ant-Man is so fun because more than any other character, you spend so much time switching back and forth because you have Giant Man versus Shrunken Ant-Man versus Scott Lang out of costume. And I can only hope that Ant-Man shows just how powerful, how much more fun it is the more often you switch sides. And so... I would love to see them work on heroes who can do more with their alter ego side. That's effectively what Ant-Man does, because he has three sides instead of two. And um, I, my, what you saw me post is, my only complaint about Hulk is that Banner isn't even stronger to make it even more viable. Because if you're role-playing as uh, Bruce Banner, the last thing you want to do is become the Hulk. 
And, you know, it's like a last-ditch effort to make that switch. So Banner should almost be more powerful than the Hulk. Sure, but the Hulk, the Hulk doesn't out. want to turn into Banner either. So and that is thematic yes, and, if you don't switch back and forth. Yeah. Because he does try to stay in one as long as he can. Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Yeah, Hulk has several cards that are, hey, you know what? You get plus one attack forever until you switch back to Banner, and then you have to give up. I forget it's Enduring Rage or something like that. So they definitely put in things that make you want to stay as Hulk. And I almost feel like those are um, you know, uh, tricks to make you think you should stay that way, when no, you'll be much better off if you abandon that stuff and go back to Banner and plan for a bigger, stronger turn. All righty, so switching tacks here. Yes. What's, your favorite, what's the <laughs> yeah, best sour candy? We'll talk about it all day. What's the best sour candy? <laughs> you have to answer. I I genuinely don't like sour. I don't like sweet and sour. Um, oh, you know, I like uh, those. I like those sour Asian ropes. Cuisine. That's what I like the best. Yeah, it's a, it's a the it, a sour food stuff is triggering a response in your body that has evolved over millennia to tell you don't eat this. This is a bad thing. And yet somehow people have said, oh yeah, let's double down on that. Yeah, because we. Because we evolved into people who like it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, this says, if you could snap your fingers and have a new expansion for any game, which would you choose? Wow. Oh, that's a good question. Well, I think... Wow. Um, I think I'd say Marvel United. Because I really like the oh, base sure. game. It's fun. I know there's more stuff coming. Some at some point they're about to announce the X Men for it, uh, so I would say that you know. But that one we know is coming. For one, I don't know about. Man, most games I'm really happy with the base game. I don't seek expansions yeah. as much as I used to. Hmm. Um. Well, how about Hero Escape? Could... It would bring it back from the dead. I was just going to say, that was, I mean, one that I just want to see come back in print. And, of course, if they make an expansion, they'll have to bring it back. I was going to say SOS Titanic, which is, it's such a shame. So few people ever even got to see that game, and it's so lovely. Um, but uh, I'm probably going to go with some Feld that we really love that is probably never going to, like uh, like Trajan. I, I mean, although, man, Trajan adding even more stuff in, maybe that's, uh, maybe there's too much of a good thing going on there. Uh, and Jen really loves Amerigo. That would make her so happy. Because Amerigo is really great. And honestly, I think Amerigo, I could definitely see that warranting having some additional modules, Queen style. Because it is a Queen published game, yeah. I'm going to say Amerigo on behalf of my wife, Jen. Uh, because it might be her favorite Feld game. Alrighty. Is there a game that no one you have met has disliked? He says, I thought that everyone loved Ticket to Ride until last week when I met a guy who hated it. Oh, you don't have to go very far to find haters of Ticket to Ride. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm trying to think like of a game that's universally loved. I don't believe there is such a thing. No, like, it's impossible. I would say, oh, Pandemic, but then I met people who hate cooperative games. Yeah, just uh, in general and dismiss it out of hand. Yeah. Every, it, it's almost like I, I, I thought about making a, a guy to being a true gamer. Tongue in cheek, of course. Because every once in a while, we talk about Wingspan, and someone shows up and goes, I don't know why people like Wingspan. And oh, it's just man. like, well, then then move on through. You know, yep. Let us enjoy our stuff in peace. 
Um, no, you're enjoying things wrong. Let me set you straight. Spoke the internet. No, there's no such thing. I'd like to say a deck of 52 playing cards. Surely no one, but I bet you somewhere out there, there's somebody who's like, ah. Cards lead to gambling, and gambling yep. leads there you go. to you the it. devil. Where have I you been? I was trying to literally come up with something that had some error, and, and you nailed it. Yes, I'm sure there are people who dismiss that. I mean, there are entire countries that dismiss, uh, be, uh, you know, 52 playing cards because of that. There's no such thing as a perfect game. People are doing more comments than they are doing questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your favorite underrated movies? Um, I, usually my favorite by far, and it's my favorite movie of all time, is Joe versus the Volcano. I love that movie so much. It's a little are too... You, do you have a problem with Joe versus the Volcano? No, I say it's a little too esoteric for me. I There's moments of it that I like. I like when he quits his job. Um, it's, it's, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Um, I, well, I mean, obviously you can't not love Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Um, they're as close as we come to the, uh, the question of, you know, they're the board game, they're the actor equivalent of a board game that nobody hates. Who hates Tom Hanks? Nobody hates Tom Hanks. That's right. Tom Hanks is universally loved. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it, I mean, it is, it's a ridiculous, quirky, screwball comedy adventure, endlessly quotable. Um, Jen and I, we've watched it a dozen times easily over the years and I, I, I cannot get enough of it. I'd happily watch it right now. I don't so what know what, you? what movies are underrated. I know that there's a couple movies that didn't make a lot of money, I suppose. Like sure. I like Equilibrium a lot. I think it's better than the Matrix actually. Whoa! Wow! You are that Gunkata um, fanatic. Oh, look, <laughs> Gunkata's the biggest load of hooey that ever was. But it's, <laughs> but it, if you just think about it and then don't put too much thought into it, you're like, that's pretty cool. Then you think about it, you're like, yeah, you can't do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But I do I like mean, the it, aspect. It, it's certainly no more ridiculous than a typical comic book. Uh, sure, and it has a little bit of 1984 put into it. it. In motion. It has a little bit of 1984 in it, you know, with yeah. the thought control and stuff. And I, I don't know. I just, I liked it. It wasn't, there was some cool action in it, but it wasn't overdone with action. Uh, if we go way back, Last Starfighter, but that's kind of a cult classic now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very easy to list cult classics. And then I don't think those, I mean, those are appreciated. Those have found a home. It, yeah, well, I mean, if, if, if. Like to find a movie that you like that most people don't, that's a hard, that's like a hard thing to do. Um, yeah, guilty pleasure movies. I mean, well, I guess if I went to like the lowest rated movies, but I look, when I look through them, I'm like, yeah, those are all pretty terrible. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at them and they're just, they're garbage, 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 garbage. I'm trying to think of a, like a low rated movie that, man, there's so many of these are. Um, those parody comedy movies. Uh, I thought of one. Um, um, uh, Daybreakers, which I bet you most people haven't heard of, starred Ethan Hawke in in a world where vampires had taken over and had become the dominant rulers of the world, 
And so the entirety of, of what we know as society was completely revamped to be compatible for vampire lifestyle. They, they could uh, drive around in cars, but they were completely blocked off and they only looked through cameras because, of course, the sunlight would kill them. And there's a small contingent of humans who are still on the run, but humans, for the most part, are, I, I, I thought that was a fa fascinating movie. Just because mm. it had so much imagination of, well, what would a world ruled by vampires today really look like? And I thought that was pretty cool. Dick Tracy's pretty low rated, and I really like it. Ooh, yeah, that's a guilty pleasure. Not that you have to feel guilty or ashamed. I mean, just for oh, the visuals good, of that movie alone, it is worth watching just to look at it with the sound off. I learned to dress from that movie. All <laughs> right. You are, a Dick, you are a Dick Tracy villain. It never even occurred to me. All right, let's get to another question. A, how big is your, oh, yeah, and you have a gigantic Apple Watch, too. Yeah, I know. that. The, I got it. Although I will say, talking into your watch, that's something I found to be super overrated. When I first got the Apple Watch, I was like, oh, cool. I did it a few times, but talking like this just looks super dorky. And it's yeah. not convenient. You know, I don't know. I, I, I see almost no one do it. Yeah. All righty. Someone said We're the convention in New Zealand is 700-ish people. So, yes, I guess that would make Dice Tower West the biggest convention of the year. But All right. There you go. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. I, that's not a that's not something to be proud of, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's uh uh time travel. Is it self-correcting or butterfly effect? Um neither. The Marvel Cinematic Endgame. All all like uh, par parallel parallel dimensions. That is because one that's actually based on real speculative science as opposed to, oh, just what we thought would happen uh, as a bunch of science fiction writers. And uh, it's, I think it's much more evocative. Uh, you, know, that, you, know, it, you know, that idea of all these different universes you create from a, you know, from a, a simple change. Yeah, I mean, I like it for that story purpose. I don't, I don't dislike, I, I would say I'm, I'm closer to self-correcting. I don't necessarily believe that the butterfly effect you know, if you go back and step on a butterfly, who's not to say a different butterfly would then lead towards that same thing? Also, I'm pretty sure stepping on a butterfly would change more than just Nazis being in charge. Um, <laughs> nope, nope, that's it. That's it. That was, <laughs> I guess, everything else is exactly the same, but Nazis are in charge. Now, I don't know that I think self-correcting, but let's say you go back and, and you kill Alexander Graham Bell, so he never invents the phone. Well, somebody else would probably invent the phone. And it might be done in a different way, but I think it would still get there. All also, I, I don't believe in time travel, so... The parallel dimensions is what allows us to have a Loki Disney Plus TV show. So, wait, what, what is this Disney Plus TV show, Marvel? I'm still waiting and waiting and I waiting. Know. However, Mandalorian is good. Can I say, so I can jump into your Star Wars argument... Can I say I think The Mandalorian is currently better than almost all the Star Wars movies? You can say that. Okay. If you like. Good. I, I think Mandalorian is mostly fine. Um, I mean, I, I enjoy it, but it's, it's, it's fairly on the surface. There's not a lot going on. Other, other, here's the thing I'm actually enjoying more and more. The longer it goes, the more they're basically casting The Mandalorian 
Mandalorian himself is kind of a klutz who just keeps stumbling. I mean, you know, at, at first I thought this is, I mean, he's supposed to be this ultimate badass character and yet he's just walling around in the mud and stuff. And I really, well, know. yeah, but he does have a lot of great moments. Come on now. And I'm starting to enjoy it on that level. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Now people are giving their, Oh, there's one I agree with the burbs. I do like the burbs a lot. Sure. Sure. Again, but Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks can do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a okay. What about that? The worst movie you've seen Tom Hanks in? Whoa! And you can't use that, that monsters, that Dungeons and Dragons movie he was in as a teen. Um, I have to admit, I loved that movie as a teen. That movie, I was obsessed with that movie. I, you know, where he ends up on the top of the oh, spoilers. Uh, maybe in case somebody's ever going to see it, but on the top of the World Trade Center, and oh man. Uh, yeah, I guess you'd have to say uh, Mazes and Monsters, I believe, is the title of yeah. that movie. Yeah. You know, Maybe. Uh, I love the movie, but it hasn't aged well because of the animation. Maybe the Polar Express. I love the music. Oh, I, I like the story, but the, I think the animation hasn't aged well. It's a little creepy. Uncanny Valley. It's creepy at the time. Uncanny Valley. And and you look at it and you're like, this didn't have to be done this way. It did yeah, yeah, they could have just did a live action, and I would have been just as happy with it. Or done it traditional Pixar animation, instead of this weird in-between. I mean, I appreciate that they're trying, that oh, was it Zemeckis was trying to push the art form forward. But, um, yeah, I'd probably go with Polar Express. Oh, someone said Cloud Atlas. I have not seen that one. Oh, I love Cloud Atlas. And that's the true true. Or Bachelor Party. I haven't seen that one either. So... <laughs> um. I know that I think there's only one Tom Hanks movie I've never seen, and it was something where he's an American businessman who goes to the Middle East or something like that. It, it came out a couple of years ago, and nobody saw it. Da Vinci Code. I I actually didn't mind Da Vinci Code. It was just well, what about popcorn. I haven't seen the sequels actually. Yeah. Um. Let's see here. Blah, oh, the blah, circle. Blah. The circle. The circle. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The circle, the premise was really interesting. Yes. It started off really interesting. Yes. And had just a horrible ending. Yes. At the end, I was like, wait, what just happened? And Tom Hanks was a very underdeveloped character. I didn't even know what he was doing in that movie. Yep. He was being Tom Hanks. To, uh... But but he was he had to be the bad guy, so it didn't work yeah, exactly. right. <laughs> um, the cir- it's the circle there, nothing can compare nothing can beat it I mean, and, and for no other reason because that movie had such promise that was such a timely and important topic it could have been ahead of the curve and instead it was just a bunch of the circle alright last question here Num- Okay. Uh, which Pixar movie made you cry the most up come on it's, ah, it's, it's, I agree. What? What? At the opening up. Oh no no! Upside down. As a parent, or inside out. Sorry, inside out. Inside out. Oh. As a parent, the thing with the daughter, that was pretty powerful stuff. Oh, and I, I, I gotta say, the ending of the one that came out this year also got me. The, uh, the uh, uh, onward. Yeah, the very end. 
that was that was uh, you know getting back to our earlier overlooked movies, criminally overlooked was Onward. That was so excellent and just such a you know a bad timing, you know wanting to go into theaters and it just completely missed its window. Um, yeah, Onward. The ending of Onward was incredibly, and it just kind of comes out of nowhere. You don't expect. I wasn't it. expecting it. I was really surprised at that one. Yep, and um, and and I yeah, you're right. Inside Out, I, I could totally appreciate. Even as not as a parent, I can appreciate. And um, although Bing Bong Man, come on, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, well, if I get if I watch a Pixar movie, I'm like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, uh, those are powerful, but still, nothing touches the first whatever it is, seven or eight minutes of Up. Um, that is good. Although I would say I, the ending of Toy Story, think about it because I will start crying if I think the ending of all the so. Toy Stories are also quite good. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, all right, all right, all right. Let's uh, end this to here. Say, Pixar has kept my face well lubricated over the years, yeah. <laughs> and more power to them. And please, and if keep you can do that with so. a cartoon, why can't more people do that with a cartoon? That's all right. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, folks. Thanks so much for watching Corner to Corner. Uh, you can catch me on my channel with. A few videos that go up each and every you day. You have a chance? Tell us all about it. <laughs> Called the Dice Tower. Rado, what's next for you? Uh, well, you'll be seeing a run-through of this. Um, and actually, I need to get over because we actually put our copy of Dune Imperium on hold. We're halfway through a game in the room next door. And Alexa went off and said, it's time to go. And I'm like, all right, we got to get back to that because I'm very excited to finish that nah, game. Nah, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh... You have to pick one. Worker placement, deck builder. Arnak, Dune Imperium. That's my question to you. Oh, Dune Imperium. But I do like them Real, both. Just like that. Okay. But I like right. the conflict, so keep that in mind. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Until next time, I am Tom Vassell. I am Richard Rodohan. We'll see you all later. <laughs>